Hey friends, and welcome to episode 46 of It's About Time, a podcast sharing stories and strategies about work, life, and balance. I'm your host, Anna Dearman-Cornick, and for today's episode, I have decided to re-air and reshare episode 10 with you. Episode 10, Growing with Purpose, The Power of Investing in Yourself. Back in episode 10, you met Logan Dorries, and Logan shared how conferences, retreats, and professional development has made a huge difference in her life and a major impact on her businesses. She also shared her unique version of work-life balance, which looks a little bit more like work-life harmony. Definitely don't miss that part. But here's why episode 10 is such a great fit for today. After episode 10 aired back in January 2020, Logan became the new owner and CEO of the School of Styling, a hands-on, community-focused, and carefully curated workshop for creative entrepreneurs. Combining three days of industry expert keynote speakers with fun, interactive activities like floral arranging and tablescape design. Seriously, it is unlike any conference you've ever experienced. Not to mention, it is impeccably designed. Logan was scheduled to welcome students and speakers from across the country to New Orleans this week for her very first School of Styling as owner and CEO. I was incredibly honored to be invited to join the lineup of speakers alongside business leaders like brand strategist and copywriter Ashlyn Carter, photographer, educator, and podcaster Catherine Guidry, PR pro Danielle Jackson, and so many other incredible women. But Tropical Storm Sally had other plans. As of this recording, Tropical Storm Sally is scheduled to make landfall on Tuesday, September 15th along the Louisiana coastline as a Category 2 hurricane with New Orleans in its direct path. So after months of planning and preparation, Logan made the tough but necessary decision to postpone this week's conference to keep the safety of the students and speakers first and foremost. I have been so impressed with her leadership and her thoughtfulness as she's navigated yet another 2020 curveball. Oh, and I should mention today, September 14th, is Logan's birthday. So if you know Logan, make sure to wish her a happy birthday today. And if you don't know Logan yet, I encourage you to head over to the show notes for this episode abouttimepodcast.com forward slash 46 to follow Logan on Instagram and send her a sweet birthday note. All right, that's it from me for today. Stay tuned for a re-air and reshare of episode 10, Growing with Purpose, The Power of Investing in Yourself, featuring Logan Dorries. I'll be back next week with a brand new episode featuring an interview with life coach Chantel Allen all about taming your anxiety. Don't miss it. I'll see you then. 
You're listening to It's About Time, a podcast about work, life, and balance. Around here, we believe that busy is not a badge of honor. Your host, Anna Dearman Cornick, is here to share tips and strategies to help you make the most of your time. Listen in on real conversations and success stories to find out how other go-getters are getting things done. If you're ready to step away from the overwhelm and spend your time on what matters most, then you're in the right place. Here's your host, time management coach, Anna Dearman Cornick. Hey, Logan, and welcome to It's About Time. I am so excited that you've made some time to join me this morning and share a little bit about yourself and your personal development philosophy with the listeners. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me, and I'm so excited to be here. Ah, Thank you. Uh, So, Logan, I already told the listeners a little bit about you in the intro, but I would love for you to just introduce yourself and tell us about how you spend your time. Sure. So I am Logan. I have a nine-month-old baby, Shepherd, and I also run two businesses, Pop of Love, which is a full-service elopement planning company, and Logan Dory's Design, which is my own business where I help other creative entrepreneurs create strategic branding changes in their business. I also run Rising Tide Society, which is a local meetup for creative entrepreneurs where we meet monthly and chat about trials and tribulations of owning your own business. And so, uh, yeah, I spend a ton of time with my family, but also a ton of time um, working in the community with other entrepreneurs. Wow. I love that. So Logan and I actually met a few years ago at a conference in New Orleans called Venture Pop. And I just, I remember seeing Logan from across the room and she was so incredibly just friendly and bubbly and welcoming. And I, I knew I really wanted to be friends with her. And someone before the conference has said to me, um, do you know Logan Dorries? You've got to meet her. And so I spent like the whole conference trying to work up the nerve to go up to Logan and introduce myself. And finally, at the end of it, I was like, okay, it's now or never. So I went up to Logan and I was like, okay, Logan, someone said that I needed to meet you. So I'm coming to introduce myself. Let's be friends. (laughs) Yeah, I totally remember that. And the funny thing is, is I felt that way about you. You had like a cute monogram purse. (laughs) I was like, you might have a lot in common. (laughs) So I... I just, I love like random beginnings like that. And one thing that I have learned about Logan since really getting to know her is that she is such a, I don't know, like a chief of connection. Like she is a connector, which plays really, really well into her role as a Rising Tide Society leader. So Logan, for those who are listening who don't know about Rising Tide Society, tell us a little bit about it, what it's for, just what's so awesome about it. Totally. So for me, when I decided to start my own business, one of the things I really struggled with was not having that community of coworkers, not having others to kind of bounce ideas off of, hey, does this email sound okay? Those sorts of questions. So when I found Rising Tide, that's kind of what I was looking for, just a community of people who get it, who were in the same boat as me, and who are probably experiencing some of the same problems I was having. 
and the community in New Orleans is really great. Um, we all get together just once a month and it varies. We will tour wedding venues. We will grab coffee. We will do some hands-on workshops or take a yoga class depending on um, the topic. So the organization provides monthly topics and a ton of great resources. So that it's just been so beneficial to me. Um, I've led the group for over two years now and it's just been such a blessing to um, be able to have that information provided and then also just the connections I've made has been really wonderful. So Logan, you mentioned that it's for the creative industry. So what what exactly does that include and what type of business owners are in Rising Tide Society? Great question. So the Rising Tide Society is actually for a variety of business owners. We have people in the wedding industry, so planners, photographers, graphic designers, but then we also have a ton of like really great other avenues. So artists and makers and invitation designers and that sort of thing. But we also have some people who are not necessarily business owners yet, but just interested in the topics that we discuss. So we talk about a lot of things that are beneficial for anyone kind of in a unique career path that may just be different than your typical nine to five. I love that. You know, being a time management coach myself, aside from my amazing podcast producer, Jeanette, and my VA, Hannah, who lives in Georgia, it's just me. And it can be pretty lonely just doing everything yourself. And it really can be so nice to have someone else to bounce ideas off of and to troubleshoot and to problem solve. So I'm so glad that there's a resource like this exists. And I think it's fantastic that you've taken it upon yourself to serve in that leadership role by helping guide other you know, small business owners through this crazy business thing. So what's really cool is that you know, not only are you doing Rising Tide, but you have not one, but two businesses, Pop of Love and Logan Dory's Design. And you're a mom to a precious little boy. So how exactly do you do all of these things and keep your head on straight? Well, sometimes I don't, <laughs> to be honest. Um, I will tell you, since having Shepherd, I feel like my time management skills have improved just by default, because they had to. There were just some things that I could no longer take on. Our boundaries just got easier to make yeah. because it wasn't about me anymore. So I will say, I feel like although some things are harder, some things are easier. And, you know, whenever things were difficult, and I was always just running from meeting to meeting and, um, that just doesn't really happen anymore. I He's nine months old now. And he's been with me at home since he's been born. So the work from home uh, life was super mm -hmm. challenging for me. And I was, you know, hustling through nap time and pulling my computer back out after he went to sleep at night. And it just really was not the best situation for my family. So he, it's funny timing that we're doing the podcast today because he actually just started a daycare yesterday. So I'm really excited about just having even more of a routine. And I think it'll be great for him to make some friends. But the way that I kind of separated it is just being super intentional about the work that I do and just kind of taking things um, as they come and asking myself, like, yes, you might be able to do this, but do you have to? And just creating that filter has kind of freed up a lot of space for me to be able to be home with my family as much as I'd like to. I love that. It's really true what you said about how whenever you have a little one, 
everything changes by default and you you have to get better at time management because you don't really have a choice. So the transition from, you know, not being a mom to having Shepard and taking, did you, did you take maternity leave? What, what did that look like for you? So yes and no is the, is the answer. Um, so for my Logan Doors design, I serve clients on a retainer basis. So there's monthly services I provide from them ongoing. And so I was really transparent with all of my clients and obviously they knew what was coming and I just did my best to kind of do as much work on the front end and really communicated with them and got all of that kind mm-hmm. of tied up. So I had about three months where I was strictly home. I mean, I was checking email on a, on a pretty regular basis, but as far as like the hard work, um, I had all of that done. So that was really nice. And I'm so grateful for my past mm-hmm. self for doing that. Um, but once that was up, it was a little bit trickier because um, I had to be very strategic about when I was getting work done and meetings I was taking. Um, I'm just lucky to have a really great group of clients. I was on a conference call a few weeks ago and Shepard was just in the background mm-hmm. giggling away and I was kind of shushing him and my client was like, oh my gosh, if anyone's upset by baby giggles, they shouldn't <laughs> be a client of yours. It's no problem. So I feel very grateful in that way that most of my clients have been super understanding if I, you know, have any reason to reschedule a meeting or something like that, which I'm grateful that I haven't really had to do that. Um, But as far as like what maternity leave looked like, it was just kind of like a day by day basis. That's such an interesting and common challenge for solo small business owners, um, and, and not just solo small business owners, but just small business owners in general is designing your own maternity leave and figuring out what those boundaries are going to look like, your stop and your start. And then with Pop of Love, you have a partner, right? Yes. So Sarah is my business partner. We run Pop of Love together. So that was just a huge weight lifted off my shoulder. She completely took the reins the whole time I was out. So I didn't have to think about even checking an email or handling the Instagram. She did it all, which was really wonderful. So coming back into that was really uh, seamless because, you know, she and I communicated a lot and it was really good for our business to kind of, um, she could get a lot of insight as to like what I did and how I ran it. And so I think that it made us even stronger after the fact. What did your processes and workflows look like before maternity leave versus during and after? Did you make any big changes or streamline in order to like have everything locked up and ready to go? Absolutely. So preparing for maternity leave, I also kind of changed up my client load as well. So I had a few clients that were kind of wrapping up. So when I was on maternity leave, I actually was had a part-time um, load of clients, you could say. And some of them had been working with me for probably at least two years at that point. And so there were some systems that just didn't exist because we had started right when I started my business. And then, you know, I thought it was so difficult to kind of implement things when I had already been working with these clients. And so when I came back and I started, you know, getting new clients to hire me and that sort of thing with those systems in place, 
I just thought to myself, what have I been doing? Why was I wasting so much time kind of spinning my wheels? And I, I had this fear that I'm going to have to start over. My mm. clients aren't going to wait that, you know, I'm taking this huge time off and I've built this business. I'm going to have to start over from scratch. And the reality was that did not happen at all. Um, my clients were just so wonderful and like so willing to kind of roll with the changes. And now I feel like I just run it more smoothly in general. I wish I had been doing this this whole time. That is awesome. Workflows, systems, processes, not just in your business, but in your life in general can be such a game changer after you figure them out and get them in place. It's kind of like you said, you have that light bulb moment of why haven't I been doing this all along? Yes, exactly. And, you know, it's funny because, you know, I always joke with you that time management is just not my strong suit, but you realize how much easier it is when you start implementing just those small changes and how you see, okay, taking five minutes is saving me three hours. It's so worth it. Yeah. So we've talked about business workflows and systems. Did you find yourself creating or or just identifying any opportunities in your home life to streamline or just make things easier on yourself? Definitely. So I have um, really tried to schedule out my work at home too, because especially working from home, it was so easy to get distracted by dishes or laundry or picking up toys. So I would just be very strategic about like how I would work my day. So you know, I would wake up and it would be playtime and then I would pick up the toys and then it would be nap time and that would be my work time, like no laundry, no dishes, nothing else. Um, and so it kind of worked hand in hand for me by implementing strategies in my business and saying, okay, this day I'm going to take meetings and this day I'm going to handle blogs or emails. Um, so I knew like what free time I would have to get things done in my house. So I would say like they one kind of served the other. Yes, it all just works together. Are there any specific tools or apps that you use on a regular basis that you want to tell us about or that you would recommend? Yeah, absolutely. So I use HoneyBook um, in both businesses through Pop of Love and Logan Dory's Design, and it's a game changer. I mean, you can implement all of your workflows, schedules, brochures, proposals. So it's really allowed me to kind of let the system take a hold into a client is like ready to book, which has made my life extremely easy. And as far as like invoicing month to month and that sort of thing is just second nature. Now I don't have to take as much time as I was in the past, just kind of creating things by hand every single month and right. Sort of thing. So that is like my biggest lifesaver. I also use Planoly. So for all my clients, a lot of my role with them is to schedule out their social media posts. So mm -hmm. that is like, a huge resource. I schedule out all the images and the content in advance. They're able to log in, take a look, make any changes that they want. So I think it just makes it super simple for them as well. I also use Google Drive as like a home base of just oh, yeah. um, files and um, spreadsheets that I can easily share with my clients. So um, and I love being able to also like pull it up if I'm out at a meeting or I don't have my computer, I can just like quickly log into any of those apps and make any changes. So those are my top three, Planoly, HoneyBook, Google Drive. Couldn't live without it. Love it. I myself can't live without Planoly and Google Drive. I'm not a HoneyBook user. I'm a big fan of Dubsado for all of my, what is it, CRM client 
I always forget what it means, but I, yeah. So I'll be sure to include a link to HoneyBook or and Dumsado and as well as Planoly and everybody knows about Google Drive, I hope, but I'll include all those links in the show notes so you can check them out, especially if you're a business owner. Logan can, Logan will probably agree that using a system like HoneyBook or Dubsado is almost like hiring another team member because it does so much for you. Absolutely. I agree with that a hundred percent. And I think that for me, I, I had a difficult time like organizing my thoughts of work. I mean, we've talked about this where you start your day and you check your email and all of a sudden it's totally derailed. The the tasks that you wanted to accomplish are no longer important because you have all these emails and like other quote unquote emergencies that you're dealing with. And so um, HoneyBook has just allowed me to kind of like rework my day. Like I, you know, start with getting some of those tasks done on the front end and answering my emails later in the day and kind of just um, separating my tasks mm-hmm. in my brain. And I'm much more productive that I love way. that. Organizing the tasks in your brain. That makes me happy. Okay, y'all. So I know we could all probably use a little more time in our day, right? You're no stranger to busy schedules and intentionally filling them up to the brim because you just have so much to get done. But sometimes it feels like you don't really ever have the time to just slow down and enjoy the simple things. Simple things like when my toddlers are giggling and playing nicely together in the backyard. Or when a Sunday afternoon nap sounds too good to pass up. We all want more time to enjoy these kinds of things, right? Well, if you love personality quizzes like I do, then you're in for a treat. In my new quiz, which you can take for free at AnnaDCornick.com forward slash quiz, I'm helping you uncover what it will take to get you from chaos to calm, to finally feel like you have space in your days. I know it can feel downright frustrating to keep using the same old time management strategies that just don't seem to work for you. You've got the planners, the calendars, apps, you're doing all the things, but you still feel like you have no time. And that's because you need time management strategies that work for your personality and your life. In my 10 plus years working in crisis communications and chaos management, and all the time I've spent with my clients, I've learned that everyone has their own needs. And knowing what those needs are can really help you discover the best approach to planning your days. Knowing yourself can help you ease up busy schedules, and find more calm and clarity in your week. Do you want to know how to get there? To have more breathing room in your days? Let's figure out your time management personality type so you can uncover exactly what you need to do to feel more productive, less stressed, and more balanced. You can take the quiz at AnnaDCornick.com forward slash quiz, and I'll make sure to link to the quiz in our show notes. All right, on with the show. Logan, we've talked a lot about how you do what you do, but there's one thing that I've come to learn about you since, you know, introducing myself like a weirdo at Venture Pop a few years ago, (laughs) and that's uh, that you call yourself a conference junkie. So tell me a little bit about that and what that means. So I started going to conferences like right when I started my business because I quickly realized that it is 
scary and it's hard work. And like you said, it's just you, it's just me. And there was just so much information that I did not know. And when I was like really in that beginning, like just hamster wheel of like cranking out work, I was like, there's yeah. gotta be an easier way. Um, started researching um, conferences that appealed to me and kind of like what direction I wanted to go in my business. And um, the first one I attended was the School of Styling back in March of 2016. And that was like the first one I was like, wow, okay, I need to restructure my business totally. And what I found when you are attending these conferences, like not only do you hear these incredible speakers, but you are surrounded by people who are so interested in the exact same thing that you are and are willing to share, willing to give you tips, willing to workshop with you through, you know, whatever questions that you have. And it's like so um, invaluable to me. I mean, I just felt like I left that conference with, okay, I, now I'm starting like today is the new day of my business. Um, From that, I found Shana Skidmore, who is an incredible financial planner for creatives. So I started attending her conference yearly. So it's kind of like I attended one and hear about a speaker and that kind of makes me interested in another conference and then another. And, um, you know, I have met so many amazing women at these conferences who tell me about others that might be um, beneficial. So I just like kind of got addicted to that feeling of to improve my business and like wanting to make those big shifts. Because when you get home, you know, you sit back at your computer, you open your email and you're like, okay, here goes another day. I mean, rarely are we able to kind of tap into that like dream state where we can like think about our big goals and talk about where we want our business to be in five years when we have to actually do the work for our clients today. And I feel like that like forces me to get out of my business and really focus on the future and focus on the big dreams and the goals and all of those things that are so important, but always get pushed to the back. Yeah. You make a really great point. You know, it's so easy to get caught up in the day to day, whether you're running your business or you're, you know, in your nine to five, working your way through projects. We spend so much time doing the work that we don't work on ourselves or take time to set those goals and reflect on what we've learned and the lessons that we can start implementing. And would you, I mean, would you say that conferences really present that ideal environment for doing that, that type of self-work? Absolutely. And I think that they're inspiring too. When you hear someone um, share their story and see that, okay, they started somewhere too. They had a first day of their business too. And look at them now. I think it kind of empowers you to think that, Um, you know, my business is not always going to be this, like it's potential. It has potential to grow. It has potential to change and nothing is ever set in stone. That's the beauty of being your own boss is like, you can truly change things, go in different directions, pivot, add new services, take away services. And I think that, um, I forget that sometimes when I'm just doing the day to day stuff that, you know, you see someone on Instagram, like killing it and you're like, Oh my gosh, like that's so awesome. But they started somewhere too. Everyone does. We're just all kind of in our own little track trying to make it happen for ourselves. Amen. Amen. Gosh, that is such an important reminder that everybody has a first day. Everybody starts somewhere and you just have to keep working and keep showing up. 
And sometimes the showing up and the implementing can be really hard. So when you come back from a conference and you've got a notebook full of notes and you're incredibly motivated and you've got all these ideas, but you're out of that conference environment and it's you again on your sofa or in your studio or at your desk, you know, how, how do you take what you've learned and actually start putting it to work? That is such a great question. And honestly, it's been really hard for me to do in the past. Um, a few months ago, I went to a retreat in California called Brand Camp. Super small, only 12 women. And we talked a lot about that, like getting home and getting back to the daily grind. So what they did that was super interesting was, okay, here are your goals. When are they going to be done by? And who's going to hold you accountable? So before you even left, like you had to show up for yourself and like plan ahead and also have someone who's going to like check in on you to like make sure you're actually getting it done. And so I think that's so important. Like the follow through is really tough. Like any, I will say most entrepreneurs have like dreamy personalities and like big picture people. And like, I'm definitely big picture over details. So for me, that practice was so helpful And that's also where I found my business coach, Kristen Brabant. And she and I, uh, we meet twice a month now. So I am really working hard to implement those goals because I know I have a call. And she's going to ask me, did I do what I said I was going to do? So that right there has just been like a huge benefit for me with like my follow through and my like actually making those changes for myself. So Logan, I, I love that you've taken the conference experience, the conference excitement really to the next step by creating that accountability for yourself through coaching. I find that so many business owners, just so many women in careers in general, they they get into this mindset where if they're relying on someone for help or if they have a coach or if they're working with someone, basically if they're not doing all the things, then it doesn't count that it's that it that they're not doing enough and that you know they're weak if they're looking to someone for help. You know, what advice would you give someone or what would you tell someone who's having those those I have to do it all feelings? Oh my gosh, you've said it. Um don't get me wrong, I still totally feel those feelings and in my business and being a mom and being a wife and all of those things. Um but for me, I think I was finally ready to see a shift. So I've been in my business going on four years now. I'm a new mom. I was like, it's either going to stay how it's always stayed or it's going to get better. And I was ready for it to get better. So um, I knew from our first call that like she was exactly the support that I needed. And so what I would advise to other people is just think about the ways if you could change one thing in your business, like what would that mean? And I just felt like she was really able to answer those questions for me. And in a way that I couldn't, in a way that I would not have been able to probably, or, you know, you only have your own insight. You only have your own experiences to kind of refer to and think about. And so, um, I just think that if you're ready to make a shift and like, you think that you've just been spinning your wheels, having another person kind of empower you and inspire you. I mean, that's all you could need. Two brands are always better than one. And, you know, for me, a collaboration is a dream, like in my business with my clients. 
and pop of love with Sarah. I just, I always work better in groups. So for me, it's the perfect fit. Okay. So the fact that you have taken the initiative and taken that extra step to really create accountability for yourself after leaving the environment of the conference excitement by working with a coach is, is amazing. I actually talk back in episode one, which is all about how to start about how having an accountability partner and checking in regularly makes you 95% more likely to achieve the goals that you set for yourself, which is insane because 95 is practically 100. So if there's something you want to do, have an accountability partner and check in regularly. But you know, having a friend as an accountability partner is one thing. Having Sarah as your business partner for Pop of Love is another thing. But having, you know, Kristen, your coach, who is a completely unbiased person, how how does that play a role? Because she doesn't have the historic understanding of your business. You know, what is that unbiased advice or coaching like? I actually think it's even more beneficial because the fact is that it doesn't really matter what my business looked like when it started or, you know, she doesn't know all the ins and outs of like all of the ways that I have shifted my business because I don't want my business to be that way anymore. So, you know, she's only interested in like talking about the now and the future. So she's really able to give me some insight that it's just so different than anything I've ever done. And not only is she super inspirational, like really helps me like get clarity on my goals. She's also like really helped me with time management as well. One of her, her tactics that she teaches is deep work versus shallow work. So shallow work is like your emails, your posting on Instagram, you know, like things that you can do easily. So those are things I'll do if I'm rocking Shepard to sleep. I can quickly answer some emails on my phone with him snoozing on my chest. The deep work is when I'm like headphones on, I'm zoning out, like I am going to actually get this work done. And I think, like I mentioned earlier, just separating those different tasks in my brain has been hugely rewarding because I'm able to feel like I am staying ahead of the game and that I'm not always working from behind and always having a huge task list because I'm able to just chip away at it a little at a time. And as far as working with someone on accountability, for me, it's just a game changer because like I said earlier, the follow through is something I've always struggled with. And so she's really able to kind of implement these changes in me that I may have not been able to do myself with her opinion. Um, Like I said, two heads are always better than one and I always appreciate her insight. And yes, I mean, all of these things are a huge investment. Courses, coaches, conferences, um, and as a business owner, you know, every dollar is so important and I totally understand that. But the way I look at it is that this is an investment in my business and like just with the tactics that she's taught me, I've already booked two clients. So I've already made my money back. And wow. you know, I just think it's so simple. Like in two months the shift that I've seen. So if you just consider, okay, I really wanna make this financial goal, but I'm not able to, like, what can I do? Think about what your budget would be for a coach and like how you can make that money back tenfold. And so that's just kind of how I look at it. Like I have never regretted a conference I've been to. In fact, that's how I've booked clients. That's how I have raised my prices. That's how I've implemented systems. So for me, it's always worth it. 
Definitely. One of the questions that I always recommend asking yourself is, what would it mean for me? What would it mean for my business? What would it mean for my family if I made this investment? And once you're able to picture those results, picture those clients booked, picture that promotion, picture that raise, picture that vacation, those changes, you can begin to find a way to make the investment work. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. Logan, I've had so much fun talking with you all through this episode, and you've got me really excited about finding some conference opportunities for the upcoming year. Are, you know, are there any that you're already locked in that you're planning to make? What, what suggestions or recommendations would you have? Yeah. So there's one I'm super excited about. We are actually hosting a big Rising Tide Society meetup in New Orleans. It's going to be January 25th. And Natalie Frank, the creator of the entire organization, is actually going to be here with us. So I'm so excited to introduce her to our local community and just have this really great lineup of uh, local talent. So that's going to be January 25th. So I'm also attending the Southern Sea Conference for the first time. That is in Sea Island, Georgia, which I'm super excited about. And this is um, all about public relations and more editorial. So it's going to be a different um, vibe than a lot of the other like more wedding focused events I've attended. So I'm really excited about this and just be able to offer some additional intel to my clients too. That's another great aspect is, you know, I'm able to kind of provide all the information I receive to my clients as well. I love that. I will be sure to link up the details for the Rising Tide meetup. Uh, as well as the Southern Sea, because that sounds super interesting. (laughs) So uh, in addition to attending those great conferences this year, what's next for you, Logan? (laughs) What a question. Um, I feel like this year has just been such a transitional year for me in so many ways, like becoming a mom and just seeing myself change in so many ways and um, really feeling like my businesses are just kind of on the cusp of something really exciting. So my goals for 2020 is just I'm wanting to be super intentional about all of the things I do, super present. Um, You know, I think everyone talks a lot about work-life balance. And what I realized this year is that I don't think that's true. I don't think there's such a thing as balance, but also I don't think that's what I'm looking for. I know that no matter what, I want my family to come first. I don't ever want my family to be equal to my work. I want it to be more um, Mm -hmm. valuable. So I think what I'm looking for is just like, harmony. I want to be like happy and present with my family. And I also want to be happy and present in my business because I'm really passionate about what I do. So I think that's my purpose is my word for 2020. And so I just think that's going to kind of lead me through a lot of exciting things to come. Logan, work-life harmony. Hashtag at trade market. That's that's amazing. And that's such a, such a great thing to, to aspire to and such a great example for everyone listening. Just the admission that work-life balance it, it is, I don't even know if it's a thing, but it certainly looks different for everyone. And it's much more of a feeling than something to check off of a list. So before we head out, can you tell everyone where they can find you on social media, on the information superhighway, <laughs> so that people can keep track of you? 
Totally. So um, my Instagram is my name, Logan Dories, and that's where I talk about my social media business. And also you'll see a ton of super cute pictures of Shepard. <laughs> Papa Vognola is my elopement business. And Tuesdays Together New Orleans is the local group for the rising tide if anyone's interested in joining. Love it. Well, I'll be sure to include all of that in the show notes. And Logan, thank you again so much for giving us your time. I have learned so much from you. I feel incredibly just motivated and excited and really looking forward to 2020 and seeing everything that you do and just the intentional, purposeful growth that you see in your, that that you experience in your business and what that harmony is going to look like for you. So Logan, thank you again so much for coming on the show. I am so grateful for you. Thank you so much, Anna. This has been awesome. I'm so grateful for you. And there you have it. I hope that you enjoyed listening in on this conversation with Logan as much as I enjoyed being a part of it. Isn't Logan's positivity and motivation so contagious? There were a few times during the interview when I so wholeheartedly agreed with her words that I just wanted to jump up and down and squeal, but I didn't because that would be distracting. (laughs) And don't forget that you can save 20% on your first month or year of Dubsado by visiting abouttimepodcast.com forward slash Dubsado and head over to the show notes at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash 10 for all the details on what was discussed in this episode, as well as the totally free Ultimate Time Management Resource Guide. And before you go, let me tell you about next week's episode. Next week's episode, episode 11, is perfect for this time of year when we're thinking about fresh starts and good habits. So we'll dive into the science behind creating good habits that stick and kicking the bad ones. I can't wait for you to tune in and learn how your personality drives your best strategies for creating good habits, how to avoid the temptation to give up on good habits, plus tips from the pros like author Gretchen Rubin and comedian Jerry Seinfeld on how to keep going when the going gets tough. All right, that's it for now. Thank you so much for listening and I look forward to talking with you soon. Thanks for listening to It's About Time, a podcast about work, life, and balance. Head over to www.abouttimepodcast.com to join the conversation. Check out the show notes and dive into bonus content so you can start living your best life today. Love this episode? Be sure to share it with a friend, subscribe, and leave a review. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you in the next episode.